Hey there, Unstuckers. Josh here. Uh, before the episode gets started, I wanted to let you know that on the day we recorded this, apparently the gremlins were really out to play because all three of us got some mic issues going on. So apologies in advance for the uh, odd sound quality, uh, but it's a really great show and a really great guest. So without further ado. Hey, it's Chell. And Josh. And welcome, welcome to, to the Unstuck, Unstuck Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Hey, hey, Unstuckers, Josh here, as joined every week by my co-host, Chell. Say what's up, Chell. What's up, guys? We are back, and... We have another riveting episode of the Unstuck Institute podcast. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have a special guest, as you probably know, because it's in the title of the episode you're <laughs> listening to. And you're like, I know, I know, Josh, I know you have a guest. I know her name is Meredith Alexander. So move on. So I will. <laughs> anyway, so Meredith Alexander is on today and she knows a lot about internal mindset which I guess is how all mindset is, you know. But anyway, internal dialogue, that questions we ask ourselves that keep the ball rolling forward and keeps us having a grit in our attitude. And grit is an attitude, by the way, which she will explain. Uh, I thought this was a great interview. Chow, what do you think? I agree. I think the, the personal story she added in made it oh so riveting. I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, what's going to happen? You guys will have a better understanding of what we're talking about in just a minute. But... Yeah, I think that added um, a deeper level to the journey that she's taken and where she's at right now. So, absolutely, masterclass in storytelling, and storytelling is, of course, what uh, keeps people interested. It keeps people's attention more than just like statistics and facts and numbers. She's got uh, quite the story that has led to uh, quite the uh, business and uh, being an author and successful at all that. So, without further ado, our interview with Meredith Alexander. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And hello to all of you listening out there. So, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, where you come from. Sure. Um, well, right now, I like to say that I'm in the business of helping people come even more alive. I work with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and professionals to help them really push beyond whatever has been holding them back and then go on to do amazing things and even things that were previously maybe considered impossible. Um, but I certainly didn't always do that. In fact, three years ago, I wasn't doing it. And I kind of like to say that I accidentally entered into this field, definitely kicking and screaming. Uh, in 2016, on February the 15th, I had my own booking agency for the performing arts. And so I was still a solopreneur, but I was chasing the outer game big time. I mean, I was doing the marketing and I was doing the branding and I was going, 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 going. And uh, there never seemed to be enough of me to go around. And then all of a sudden on February 16th, Right at the end of my Friday afternoon, my phone rang and my life changed forever. I got a call that my youngest daughter 
had been on a fellowship in South America. She had traveled to Colombia, South America, and been on a whitewater rafting trip with a group of fellow tourists. And lo and behold, breaking away from the side of a mountain came a huge boulder and it crashed right into her. It knocked her off the side of a cliff where she was climbing, knocked her down to the boulders below. And I was told to rush down there and um, hopefully they would be able to keep her alive long enough to say my final goodbyes. Um, So I don't have to tell you that's not part of your normal Friday afternoon, right? It's not what you want, no, (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) Nope. And you can have had all of the marketing and the branding and all the hacks and all the shiny objects in the world. And, you know, as I was sitting on that plane, I was like, what the heck is going on here? And I was in this, you know, gripped in this horrible, perfect storm of just about every negative emotion you can imagine the whole why me why us i hate the world uh, how did this possibly happen but the worst part of it was feeling powerless and fortunately um being the solopreneur most of my life um one of my better qualities i like to say is being ridiculously stubborn <laughs> and so i was not going to be overcome by this and i had always had a fascination for how did that tiny percentage of people who manage to face the most incredible obstacles how did they how do some people just soar right through it and other people get absolutely paralyzed and crushed and so i'd become this like obsessive fanatic about studying the inner game. And I realized that all of these outer game things, I couldn't control them right now, but I sure as heck could play a mean inner game. So as I flew over there, over that ocean, literally from that moment, I said, freaking game on, right? Game on. And I'm going to apply every single one of those inner game things, whether it be law of attraction or, you know, personal development or neuroscience, NLP, whatever it is, because that's all I got right now. And it either works or it doesn't work. And so I started by asking myself some new questions and how do I get unstuck, right? How do I get out of this horrible, horrible place where things are supposedly impossible and find the way to the you know, I'm possible. And it started with one tiny question. And that question was something that my mind had to believe in order for me to take another step forward. And that was, had anyone ever achieved anything that everyone else said was impossible? Well, clearly the answer was yes, I was flying in one of those things, right? And so that began, that began a journey. I arrived, believe it or not, not as a uh, second victim of this boulder, not as this hysterical mom, but someone who was really to to say, game on, let's make this happen. If if anyone can have a miracle, we're going to have a miracle. Four months later, we had seen not one, but many, many miracles. And my daughter was released from the hospital, still unable to sit up on her own, still needing 24-7 care. I inherited the position of a 24-7 caregiver. Um, My other, my booking agency had been all but destroyed because I discovered you can't do cold calls from an ICU. And, um, sure. (laughs) Yep. So, um, so I had to figure out what to do next with my life. Right. 
Wow, that is a way to pick yourself back up, though. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what what was your booking agency? So interestingly enough, I was in the process able to resuscitate that until, of course, COVID. It's on this leisurely vacation, let's say, but the timing has been perfect. Um, but it's called Agency for Creative Talent Strategies, Inc. And I, a real boutique agency geared toward performing arts venues, about anywhere from 200 seats up to about 2,000 seats. So I focused on um, a roster of about 10 to 15 artists and really helped them make their dream come true. However, one thing that was very clear is that they were the ones that were going to be on stage, not me. I had always defined myself as having incredible stage fright. So in the process of this whole journey with Skylar, the only way to really communicate with people initially, because, you know, we had about 100 friends and family around the globe who were desperate to find out more details. So I started using my inner game strategies to manage the energy out there to manage the perception and started, created a, a Facebook page called Sky is the Limit, but spelled like her name, S-C-H-U-Y, that all of a sudden went from 100 people following it to 7,000 people. Wow. wow. Uh, yeah. And, um, and it was, and it wasn't one of those Facebook pages that was showing pictures of Skylar in the hospital and, oh, pray for Sky. It was very, very power focused. It was like, if you want to cheer us on, then you go out and you be the best version of yourself. You go out and you live your dreams. And really what changed the trajectory for me was individuals started reaching out to me, people who I did not know and started saying this mindset stuff that you're sharing in these posts that we're seeing in, in circumstances where medical precedent says your daughter's not going to survive, and yet we're watching this inner game at play, and we've started applying it, and it's changed our own life. So at first, it was being asked to speak on stage. It was me kicking and screaming, saying, but you don't understand, I have an incredible stage fright and figuring out once again, I can hide behind it or I can find one little thought that I can believe. And that one little thought again was, I know there are people out there who are fantastic speakers these days who also at one point in their life define themselves as having stage fright. And I think that's a big part of getting ourselves unstuck is is learning to ask new questions and just a tiny question that starts a, mo a different momentum that that our minds can really grip into and and get a hold of does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely um yeah, we preach all the time trying to to kind of uh obviously with the name the unstuck institute trying to keep some sort of forward momentum, even if it's, even if it's tiny, you know? So, so how does, um, all of you went through and, and all of your inner going inner and, and strengthening your mind and all this stuff, uh, how does that relate for, uh, you know, our audience of entrepreneurs out there? Um, right. how, how do you translate some of that stuff? What are the tools and, and tricks that, uh, you can offer up? 
So, yeah. So what, what I learned that it, it boiled down to, ironically enough, I had my own laboratory in front of me, right, to sure, really yeah. kind of nerd out on how people can soar beyond these obstacles. And I really discovered that the way that I describe it is that the people who really soar are able to pursue and achieve what I call a grit mindset, but grit standing for the G standing for learning to own the greatness in your story. And the greatness in your story doesn't always lie with just the woohoo success moments. The greatness in your story are those moments when you're your desire to create a miracle is greater than your desire to give in, right? That's owning the greatness within your story. And then R, learning to look at the world through the lens of resilience, of, okay, what is this doing for me, not to me? Where are the possibilities? So it it started to seem to me that this boulder came not to destroy us, but to destroy the things that, in my case, I had been allowing to hold me back, the definitions that were were just totally bogus, but I'd lived them as if they were capital, all, truth in all capital letters, right? And, and then the I, learning to marry that little voice, that intuition, but with a very powerful intention to create what I call an intuition, right? And then the T standing for that transformation and really learning to embrace the potential behind change, behind unpredictability, behind unfamiliarity. And that, I mean, if we want things to stay the same, then if you think about it, we're going to get sameness. So if we want things to really expand, then that unfamiliarity, that's our freaking friend right? That uncomfortable, the thing that we've tagged uncomfortable, that's being on the cusp of something with even more momentum, even more velocity than, than what we've been experiencing in, in our current moment. So to really pursue that grit and, and for the, the people who might be launching their businesses out there, it, I think you get there by ha- having three elements in your in your discipline. And that's what I work with, you know, the, the entrepreneurs that I coach and train, the high level corporate professionals, that's what I've been able to reduce it to. And we create this over and over again. And it begins with the first element is that identification piece. And that really means understanding where you are right now. It's when you have your GPS you put San Francisco in it and then it says, okay, we want to access your current location. And you go, "Eh, not so much, right? You're (laughs) going to have a tough time getting to San Francisco. So you've got to know where you are right now. And that means what is your mission relative to right now, your mission, your goal, your calling, your legacy, you've got to exercise that muscle and really give it some thought. Even if the answer is, well, I don't quite know clearly right now. Okay, great. What might it be? right? So what's your mission? What are you really passionate about? Not what aren't you passionate about? What don't you like? But what clearly can you say, I'm passionate about an idea, a concept, doing something? What sort of skills do you have? I'm shocked when I work with with clients, 
how many people feel embarrassed to talk about their superpowers, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I feel like I would be a little bit, I don't want to toot my own horn. Yes, toot your own horn so yeah. that other people can, you know, join the band and toot their horn, right? We find too that a lot of people who hold themselves back um, and they don't toot their own horn, sometimes it's like, uh, it's like that, that, they want to be modest. They don't want to toot their own horn. And a lot of times too, it's imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it comes easy to me. So why would I, like, it feels like it comes easy to everyone else too. So I'm not going to toot my own horn about this because it comes easy to me. And that's my experience. So that realization is, uh, is key because, because we all have our own different gifts. So if you've got something that comes easy to you, that's a gift and, and use it and definitely be vocal about it so you can help others with it. I couldn't agree more. I think that's fantastic. And I think that when we start to appreciate that, to owning our greatness, like we were talking about before, and then when I combine my greatness with your greatness and your greatness and the greatness of of the people who are listening, that's when we have, you know, that exponential potential that's greater than any of us individually. And so... But we have to take that step of, of defining ourselves as a beautiful planet brimming over with all of these forces to be reckoned with that are all, I mean, there's a, real, a reason why we have billions of people, but we're all unique and different. That's, the potential there is incredible. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're so great at um, in, embodying what you're preaching. Like like in owning your greatness, you can, we can hear all the enthusiasm in your voice of, of, of you being very sure about who you are, what your message is. And it's, and it's coming across so clear. So it's, it's lovely to not only be told kind of some ideas and some tricks of what to do and how to do it, but Mm -hmm. to also see and, and, you know, hear uh, a living example of someone living that, which is, it's really nice. Like it, it really comes across all the, all the passion behind what you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, and, and one reason that I'm so passionate is aside from the fact, I believe that when you find your passion, when you embrace it, when you own it, then there's, you know, it's the forces with you, right? I mean, it just, <laughs> ooh, it, it, feels great. And, and so now I get to really live working with clients who come to me, virtually 99% of them are, you know, stuck, right? To your, right. to your, to your term are stuck, but they're in a really, what feels to them like a really bad, hopeless place. They're mm-hmm. spinning their wheel. They're on a hamster wheel. And to see them apply that identification piece and then rebooting the things that have been slowing down their momentum, helping them create what I call a personal empowerment system, right? A system that they can rely on. And then, you know, once you're getting out of your own way, once you have that inner game in play, then putting into play those outer game skills, that unleashing, it's it's so rewarding to see people kind of discover themselves, right? And then go out and empower other people. And my, I still, my hope, my mission, my passion is to be able to 
inspire people to come even more alive so that, first of all, they can really experience the amazingness of this incredible planet that we only get to play on for who knows how long, but then go out and, and, and kind of trigger a, you know, pardon this word, but like a pandemic of positivity, right? Of (laughs) other people who are just really alive. Imagine an entire planet where we were positively vibrant, alive, and psyched about each other's greatness and how that could complement our own. Yeah. We could accomplish so much as a society and as a, like, as a, not even a nation, a globe, we could accomplish so much more if people were just positive Mm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, like you say, it's, it's your greatness and, and owning that and seeing everyone else's greatness. I was, I was just in a meeting this morning where there was a quote from mother Teresa that was shared and it was, uh, if I can remember, it was, you are good at some things I'm not good at. I'm good at some things that you're not good at. And together we can do great things. Yes, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's so fun. I mean, to your point a moment earlier, what we're talking about isn't rocket science, isn't, you know, rocket scientry, but maybe that's why it's so hard for us to get sometimes. <laughs> it can feel so hard because, I mean, this is, you go back to Socrates and Plato and Hobbes and Lao Tzu, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and years ago, and it's still relevant. You mm-hmm. go back to some of the quote unquote science. I mean, it, it was lay, laying the groundwork for a lot of what we do, but a lot of that is no longer relevant. But right. the inner game philosophies, they're still relevant and we're still playing with them and still trying to accept them and allow them and embody them. And, um, you know, I like to believe that we're, that we just get closer and closer and that all this kind of contrast, all this um, tumult that we've been facing as a global family um, has created within many more and more and more of us the willingness to focus on making it better and what we have to do, and that it begins with us individually. That's the only thing, the only person we can control. And yet, when we trigger it within ourselves, it can become contagious. So it's more powerful than we believe, even when we impact one other person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say, I feel like all these ideas about internal grit and whatnot, it it like stays true today, right? Because the, the human condition hasn't really changed, right? So sure, I've got a laptop and we're talking on Zoom right now and, and Socrates couldn't do that. <laughs> but like, As far as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> oh, wait, breaking news. This just in. Archaeological <laughs> dig finds Socrates' smartphone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was a lot more like us. I get it now. Um, no, but like the human condition has hasn't really changed that much. Some of the tools and the and the things we have around us uh, are definitely changing and affecting us. But but that internal dialogue you're talking about is very much the same uh, when you're when you're reading like old things like uh, um, ideas of the Stoics and stuff like that. You're like, wow, that 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 applies today, you know. And that's why like religions and stuff have ancient texts and stuff that still mm-hmm. apply today and all this stuff. So, 
It's because like we're really the same people. We're just having a different environment mm-hmm. now, you know? Yes. Yes, yes. And and we're asking the, the to me the beautiful thing is that we start to uh, our problems inspire us to ask new new questions or to ask the same questions slightly differently. And when we ask them slightly differently, we get new answers. And and I think the more that we evolve and the more that we look at these things from the perspective of what like I like to call our real eyes, we realize the possibilities and the potential that has been sometimes conditioned out of us or conditioned to fear when all, what we're really fearing is the sense of unfamiliarity, which is a far cry from the danger of a saber-toothed tiger, right? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay, Meredith, are you ready? For three questions. Yes. <laughs> three questions. Question number one. What is your bucket list travel destination? Ooh, my bucket list travel destination is to go back to Colombia and Peru. Colombia to show Skylar the people who helped her, who rescued her. Um, to have her have the opportunity to do that. And then to go back to Peru, we had literally two days earlier planned a family journey to meet Skylar where she was building schools and helping the indigenous population. So to finally do that family trip to Peru is definitely on my bucket list. Very cool. Okay, if you could choose, what would be your last meal? Super simple. I mean, no question. Raw fish, man. Sushi. Sashimi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring it on. Yep. Very cool. <laughs> okay. Last question. What is your favorite hobby that doesn't make you any money? My favorite hobby is um, dachshund worship. Worshiping those little wiener dogs. We have three in our family. <laughs> And um, I just, you know, whether it's rescuing them or whether it's taking them to some cool little foodie place, and yes, maybe even on Halloween, occasionally decorating them, dressing them up, you know, <laughs> um, snuggling them, but definitely dachshund worship for sure. Very cool. For sure. Yes. Awesome. All right, Meredith, where can people find you and your book and uh, get in touch with you and all that stuff? Absolutely. So uh, my book is called The Sky is the Limit, and it is the actual compilation of those Facebook posts, unedited, just a couple of extra chapters added um, from those first four months. So, uh, you know, as everything unveiled and and progressed, and you can find it on Amazon. So Sky is the Limit, S-K-Y is the Limit. is the name of the book. And then if, uh, you, you know, if you would, or if you're feeling like you're stuck and you, you like what I'm doing and would like to connect somehow, uh, and, or, uh, join me for a 20 minute power now session, then, uh, head over to gritmindsetacademy.com and we'll give you a short link where you can actually set up that session. But, um, I would love to help you get unstuck if I can be of service. Awesome. And we'll have those links at the show notes. So thanks so much for joining us, Meredith. We really appreciate your time. It was such a pleasure. So much fun, you guys. And thank you all for listening. So go out there and, uh, 
do something gritty. The Unstuck Institute podcast is brought to you by my very own podcast startup course. Are you ready to make your voice heard? You don't need to be a tech geek to figure out everything you need to make that happen. The podcast startup course will walk you through everything you need to know to get started without breaking the bank. So log on to podcaststartupcourse.com backslash checklist now to download your free checklist on everything you need to know to get your podcast started today. And just for unstuck listeners, if you're interested in the podcast startup course, you can get 50% off. That's right. 50% off by using the offer code unstuck at checkout. Go to podcaststartupcourse.com. The Unstuck Institute podcast is also brought to you by our awesome new life book. Want to get a handle on your life and where you're going? Lack of productivity keeping you down? Download our free workbook to get clear on where you want to go in life and use the Lifebook system to help keep yourself on track to be more productive in your daily life. Download the Unstuck Institute Lifebook today at www.unstuck.institute slash lifebook. It's time for a recap. One. Where are you right now? Two, find your grit. Three, create an inner game and then put the pieces of the outer game into play. And that's a wrap on episode 93. So close to 100. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute. And remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. And if you love our show and would like to help us out, please leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show a lot. Leave us a five-star written review and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a 30-minute brainstorming coaching session with me and Chell. For instructions on how to leave a review, go to our website, unstuck.institute. Talk to you next week when we'll be talking about brand kits. The greatness in your story doesn't always lie with just the woohoo success moments. The greatness in the, your story are those moments when you're your desire to create a miracle is greater than your desire to give in. Yes, I feel gritty. Oh, so gritty. Yes. <laughs>